GM everybody. GM sounds very strange to say in the UK when it's 8pm. It does, it does. <laughs> but I like saying it anyway because it's always morning somewhere. Um, That's for GM sure. everyone, or should I say ladies and gentlemen... Okay, that's enough of uh, channeling my inner Michael Buffer. Uh, Welcome to episode 10 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben the Greek, your host. Episode 10, so that is nine knockout episodes, complete with, uh, (laughs) with all of our wonderful guests and all uploaded onto our spotify podcast which went live earlier this week so if you haven't listened back to any of the previous episodes now is the moment to head to my profile give me a follow click on the link to the podcast where you can favorite it and never miss out again please give each of the speakers who are up on stage today a follow also um Because for over a month, we have been delving deep into some of the most exciting projects in Web3, listening to the people, the builders, the artists, the creators who are building brands, pushing the envelope on the Web3 space. And tonight, yep, I said it, we're a little later than usual. We uh, adjusted the time to fit in with our guests' training schedule and then Who would believe it, but three minutes before the show started, our guest got called into a meeting about about the big fight that he's got coming up. So we'll talk about that in a minute. He will hopefully be with us shortly, but he has been delayed. Um, Usually we would go live every Monday and Thursday, same time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. in the UK. As usual, I am joined by a panel of friends from the space as we continue to bring you a show that moves chat away from review of the markets and NFT gossip and focusing on what the founders and the builders are really, you know, the people out there with intent are trying to do to develop the space. We focus these sessions on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make projects un missable. Now, there is an event happening this evening in London, an NFT event. And so my panel is looking a little bit different. Um, But I would like to welcome up uh, Clemente. Hello, Clemente. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. It's good to be uh, back doing a spaces with you. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's been a while. My uh, my usual crew are... uh, hanging out in uh, in NFT London this year. NFT UK they have an event in London tonight so um i uh, i've called in some uh, some additional people uh, including my ever present Mr Yellow hello Mr Yellow hello mate i made the joke before but um episode 10 now and they haven't found us I, I know an episode 10 it's- Ten is an important number in the boxing game as it, well. It, so is t- <laughs> it is. It's all coming together, mate. Mr. Yellow, when they say they haven't found us out yet, let me introduce Patrick. 
And <laughs> Patrick is the head of creators at Rug Radio, who has agreed to come and join us this evening. So I think we're about to get found out. Hello, Patrick. Oh, shit. Oh, well. <laughs> Never mind. It's been a good I've ride, got the finger on the cancel button, as you speak. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Patrick. How are you this evening? Fantastic. Great. So excited. Yeah, to me too. Call. I'm really, really hopeful that Connor can come up and join us. Very quickly, though, let's go back over Monday's um, uh, Monday's show. On Monday, we had Metropolis World, a really, really fascinating project, building out a community by engaging with lots of other NFT communities, bringing them all together to build out this world where they can all go hang out. And they can do that, you know, from a really it's a very very kind of ambitious and complex point of view but it's also visually incredible looks amazing and and i'm really really interested to know and see what that goes on to look like um uh, in the future um today's guest is very very different today we are going to chat with hopefully at the moment we're going to chat with the team of but we're going to chat with a professional athlete who is still in the very early stages of his career, a boxer who wants to embrace Web3 and is working to onboard his existing community of fans and perhaps bring in some additional fans into the space and following Mint, which is upcoming, and I'll let the team give a bit more information about that, he's curating what will go on to be like a whole career's worth of content and giving holders exclusive access to everything that he builds and that he brings and that he unearths during his uh, his career. So you could say that the storytelling and the narrative that we're talking about here is is all ahead of him. Um, I thought about doing it kind of ring announcement style, but I don't think I've got the voice for it. So all I'll say is this. He's the WBA intercontinental welterweight champion. He has had 21 fights. 21 wins, 14 by knockout. Welcome to the show, <laughs> although he's not here, uh, Connor Ben. And joining him, Duke and Ted, um, who are managing the build out of his NFT project, Ben NFT. Hello, Duke. And oh, Duke dropped down. Let me add him as a speaker. And hello, Ted. How are you guys? I'm all good. Thank you very much for having us on the show. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully, yeah, it's a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks, you. Great. And I spoke with you yesterday. Thank you so much for coming up and agreeing to join us. I hope um, I hope Connor will be able to uh, to join us soon. What What's happened there? Fingers crossed. He's just been called into a meeting for the fight. So, ah, um, well, actually, yeah. I can see him. He's just arrived in yeah he's, he's he's in here he's in here as a listener at the moment okay. um, well, i know it, the thing is he's got stuff coming up obviously as you as you can obviously expect he's got so much going on at the moment yes training you know super super hard for the fight coming up yeah. so um and if if something comes up you know he has to speak to his lawyers and all that sort oh, of i stuff. totally we, understand I'll, um, I'll give a bit of uh context to the non-boxing fans in the community in in the audience because i think there are perhaps quite a lot of people here that maybe aren't um uh familiar or, or fans of boxing um so i actually grew up watching connor's father nigel ben and his infamous fights with uh the likes of like Steve Collins, Malinga, and then of course the most like uh, I guess famous two fights against Chris Eubank Senior. 
and yeah. uh, and then in what are we now fast forward almost 30 years right and yeah. connor is about to meet chris eubank jr in the ring in in a in a bout that was defined i think they said they were born rivals right and that's, so yeah that's, that's how it's been marketed yeah. you know it's such a it's it's really really special actually because you know, who would have thought they'd have had two sons that would go into the same sort of profession and, you know, around the same sort of time, you know, obviously Chris is what? A bit older. Yeah. Seven years older than Connor. So, um, but different weights and to be able to get this, this fight done and, you know, on the cards for October the 8th is just, it's going to be incredible. The the night's going to be incredible. It's a shame they couldn't do it at a stadium. Obviously, the time of the year wasn't correct for a stadium, an open-air stadium uh, being October, and obviously the football season being back as well. It didn't really work in their favour. I mean, it's a big enough fight to have done that, right? I mean, mean, this this sort of... You you see how quickly the tickets sold out for the fight, so... Yeah. it, yeah. The demand, the demand for it was just you know ridiculous. Exactly. Sold, sold it out, uh, sold O two out three, four times over. You know, so and, and for context for anyone, like the Chris Eubank Senior Nigel Ben fights were, I guess they're among the most famous boxing bouts, certainly from out of the UK of the entire of the nineties. Right, they were barnstormers. They were seriously big, big fights, and so the whole kind of country had a an allegiance with either Ben or Eubank. Like, it was just yeah. how it was. And I so there's, now, a, there's a general hatred there, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. And and so yeah. now for, for that to have... Um, to have gone back in and across uh, across their two sons, it's, it's interesting. And and I guess it, it, it's career-defining to this point for Connor. Connor is obviously an intercontinental champion. He's, uh, he's a 25-year-old guy with 21 fights unbeaten. And this really, you get the sense that this is the fight that then takes Connor onto the next level, takes Connor onto the, into the stratosphere, you know? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if... Like you see on Twitter and, you know, all other social platforms, it's a win-win fight for Connor. really. If he beats Newbank on the on the night of October the 8th, he's a superstar. Yeah. You know, he, he's beaten a middleweight um, and and that's that's kind of him him set for his career. You know, yeah. every, everyone in the UK is going to love him and yeah. probably all around the world. If he loses to Chris Eubank, um Jr., you know, he's the bigger man. That's what people will be coming out and saying. Well, of course, he's going to, Eubank's going to beat him. He's the bigger man. But you know, there's there's obviously the the weight at one five seven with the rehydration clause. Um, Connor's going into this fight knowing that, well, he, he can beat this man. Yeah. Um, so you know, he's just the shape he's in at the moment, and you know, he's beefing up with his S and C um, trainer. It's just it's mind blowing how hard he can punch. You know, yeah. for a for a, a smallish guy. Um, his punch power is just obscene, and now he's beefing up even more. And to obviously going up in weight to meet meet the catch weight, it's it's going to be. I, I, I can't I can't see it, it being any other way, but apart from being, he's going to be too quick. He's going to be too ferocious. Yeah. Um. You know, I can't I can't see it being any other way. He's seven years younger. Remember, that's a that's a lot of years. Yeah. Boxing. I agree. I, I, you know, we'll we'll move on in a moment and into NFTs and Web3 because that's kind of what we're here for. But I could talk on this a lot. I'm a big boxing fan and and I personally see Connor uh, coming out of this victorious just because 
I think he's just ferocious, and and I'm I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, yeah, and I re- I really appreciate Ted you coming in and uh, and talking about this because this was where I had ha- I had asked that Connor talk a little bit about how he's getting on. So I appreciate you jumping up, Mister yeah, Yellow. No. Mr. Yellow, did you want to say something, buddy? Uh, I was just going to... Uh, I put my hand down because you said exactly what I would say, which is if anyone wants to work out what this is about or where it started, um, definitely watch the Ben Eubank fight on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask a question. Does he punch like his dad? Because if he does... Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, Nigel Nigel actually said even three, four years ago now, when Connor was kind of finding his way in the sport, he trains completely different to how obviously they used to train back in the day, you know, with the strength and conditioning training there is now is such a science um behind it. He said the way they train is, you know, Nigel said he couldn't have done it back in the day like how he trains. He said he trains like a complete animal. Yeah. You know, so his dad was obviously a huge puncher as well, but I think it just runs in the genetics. It's kind yeah. of for his for his size and his weight is uh is a very, very heavy puncher. You know, like yeah. um Chris Van Heerden come out and said he just said he was like obviously who he who he knocked out um a couple of fights ago, just said you know, the punch power is so, so vast. Um probably you don't expect it from a smaller guy like him, but you know, you just can't write him off. In a fight like this against a bigger man, you cannot write him off because no. he's going to be coming in there with everything. And you see the way he trains on social media. He's an absolute animal in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, gives, it, gives it his all. I um, I think, you know, whilst we're here to talk NFTs and Web3, I think it's really important to give a sense of the sports science and the application that we're talking about here from Connor as an athlete. Like, Connor is a elite athlete. He is a champion. He'll go on, I think, without doubt, to become a world champion. And he is a 25-year-old man. Now, I'm going to be absolutely honest. When I initially spoke to the team about this NFT project, my gut feel and my gut feel about these things has always been, ugh, here comes like a celebrity looking to kind of cash in on the idea of a Web3 project. And then I thought, Actually, the only time I've ever seen that really applied is when I see that kind of the twilight of somebody's career. And you can you can see someone who's got like a garage full of uh, (laughs) a garage full of uh, full of like old memorabilia and wants to kind of, you know, cash in at the end of the career. And and actually, it kind of struck me. Connor's a 25 year old guy like he's at the I would say he's still in the very, very early stages of his career and so to set up a project like this and start to onboard a community into a project where they can have ownership of a token that gives them access to his career as it develops I actually think that's an incredible incredibly brave thing but also like very very forward thinking of Connor and and uh, I guess the best place to start on this like admin is we normally talk for about 45 minutes on, on NFTs and we've done 20 minutes so far on boxing. So we can yeah. take our time. But what we normally do is we have a bit of chat. We ask a load of questions and then we, other people can come up and they can join. There's a few people that have been requesting to come up. Um, just hold your horses, guys. I'll ask you at the end and you're very welcome to come up and ask questions. Hopefully Connor will be talking by that point and you can ask the man himself. But just very, very quickly, Ted Duke, if you wouldn't mind, give us like an overview 
of the project as it stands. And and like I said, I think it's a very bold move from Connor. Like, tell us the um, you know those who don't know. Quick summary of Ben NFT, the project that are the utility. What's coming up? Sure, sure. So, uh, first of all, sorry, I know you welcomed us earlier. Um, I was getting rubbed by Twitter literally as you were like introducing us. So, okay, uh, <laughs> apologies for that, but you sorry, might say my um, my connection got knocked out. Ah, woo. Um, <laughs> sorry, but yeah. So, so so far with the actual um, collection, we've basically been onboarding the the kind of massive Web two community that is following Connor and behind him. Um, he has like over half a million followers on Instagram, right? So we've had all these people come over from Instagram. They're like, what's Discord? Um, they barely even use Twitter. They don't know what an NFT is. And this was like a month ago. So it's been it's been a definite journey, um, kind of getting them used to what happens in Discord, how it works, and kind of fostering this community. And now you see them talking daily about how they feel like a family, essentially. It's like the, there's people in there chatting every day, saying hi to each other every day. We've got the GMs going constantly. Um, and it's just mad to see how, how quickly they've kind of bonded together and adapted into kind of Web3 culture and what we're all about on this side of things. Amazing. And so, you know, specifically, we've got a number of tokens, like, you know, Give us a heads up, like how many tokens and, and essentially what ownership of a Ben NFT token is intended to bring you once once Mint has been completed. So in total, there's 5,555 of the NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether you, whether you have one or have 10 or however many you have, you're getting guaranteed level of utility into Connor's career, basically. So there's going to be multiple holder-only events throughout the year, which will be like one day or longer, where it's basically like in-person AMA sessions with Connor. There's going to be behind-the-scenes training sessions. Um, he's even promised to do some um, sparring sessions with like some of the amateur boxes, because we've, we've got a lot of people who are training in the amateur scene and obviously wanting to go pro who are following him and coming into our community as well. So there's that side of it. There's obviously also... Uh, memorabilia and things like that so after fights gloves gear that kind of thing they'll be available for holders there's also going to be exclusive access to ringside and standard tickets for like all his future fights not just the uk because obviously it's going to go worldwide right we'll see him in in vegas at some point for example and um yeah it's basically everything you can think of from from the basics with like gloves and tickets all the way up to one-on-one sessions, whether they're in-person or virtual. Incredible. One other thing that, that we are, that, that hasn't been mentioned, um, that is getting kind of forgotten about, which I think is probably one of the best u- utilities on there, is we've partnered with um, a, an, a well-known artist named the Connor Brothers. Um, I don't know if any of the, the listeners um, have heard of the Connor Brothers or have seen any of the Connor Brothers' art, but basically they do physical artwork um, and they've created a one-of-one portrait of Connor um, with one of his quotes um, on the top of it. So if you go onto Connor's socials, you'll be able to see that, but they've, they've agreed to do 50 limited edition prints of that piece of artwork that they created for, uh, for Connor. You know, that that print there, just one of them alone, is to, uh, worth over two and a half thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've we've partnered with them, and then obviously we're giving away fifty of those. So 
you know that that's kind of going on un, unspoken about. You've got obviously all the boxing utility that's amazing as well, but we're trying to bring in you know real life um, assets, if you like, uh, yeah. into the project as well, and, and and obviously what what people can get in return for purchasing a NFT. So it's you know I think that that's important as well to point out that a real life asset is involved as well. Um, yeah, you know, and is that, is that, is that well. going to be is that like a raffle thing that will happen at the end? Uh, no, no. It's it's going to run alongside the the utility. Um, okay. It's going to run alongside just we it's, we're going to do it as fair as we can. Yep. Um, you know, so any any anyone who purchases a NFT um, goes into the chance to win one of fifty of those. Right, amazing, Mister Yellow, hands up. Yeah, just a quick point. Um, this is the first NFT where I've thought I I actually don't want one of those super rare traits because I imagine like. 100%. sparring with him would be a super rare thing and I really don't want that thing, you know <laughs> it's a weird thing to to like offer someone to get the shit kicked out of them by a professional athlete <laughs> I, but I suppose Mr Yellow you know, uh, if you are an amateur boxer and you, it's also about learning a bit more about Connor's technique I suppose. <laughs> I think it's a it's less of a sparring session and more of a just a, a lesson. I suppose maybe I shouldn't have called this sparring. I might have scared some people. <laughs> um, but but you touched on an interesting point because you mentioned like um, logically when it comes to NFTs that like a, a super rare trait, maybe even a one of one, is is how you would get access to things like that. But that's not actually how we've set this up. Um, whether you have what is considered to be a flaw NFT or a one-on-one NFT, you will have equal chance of winning these things. So um, obviously there's going to be incentives based on traits, which I'll touch on in a minute. But the way the way things like the prize draws work, it's basically if you have one NFT, then you have one entry into it. Obviously, if you invested and got 10 NFTs, then you have 10 entries into it. But there's no... There's no basis on if you got lucky and just happened to mint that one of one trait or whatever, then you've suddenly got all this amazing utility. Like we wanted it to be as fair as possible, um, based on like how much you invo- how involved you were with it and um, the trait side of it. What we're gonna do is called. Look, I'm kind of dubbing it a trait calendar at the moment, but um, it's not an official term. But the idea is basically on a, a rotating monthly schedule, different traits will have different kind of benefits attached to them. So let's say maybe in March, this will be announced like well in advance, but maybe in March, Golden Gloves, that trait for that month will get you ringside tickets to his next fight, which could be in like August. And I then maybe, maybe I have a, an NFT with Golden Gloves, but I'm like, oh, well, I'm off to Ibiza in August. So... I can't go to that fight. I could sell my NFT or do a swap with someone or something like that to somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't have that trait but actually really wants to go to the fight. So it's just about providing um, another opportunity for people to kind of maximize the utility they want or don't want. Yeah, I think uh, trait-based rewards is always a really like neat way of doing things like that fairly and, and also creating a little bit of a, a secondary market stir. So... Um, yeah, I, it's a it's a great call. Um, like I said, like what what fascinated me about this conversation is the fact that you are now presenting another use case 
for NFTs. And given um, given the announcement earlier this week that Starbucks made that they're going to be using like Polygon NFTs to generate uh, like coffee experiences, you know, you can see where this is going. And and I think this is. A really, really interesting concept. Patrick, yeah, go on. You, I just wanted you... to jump in off of that Starbucks thing because what I found very interesting about Starbucks' is jump into the space is if you look there, that was it their privacy policy, they call it travel stamps. They didn't right. name it NFTs, right? And so that's actually a good question for your project. How you found the transition of those Instagram kind of followers into Discord and what kind of a transition is there for folks coming from more traditional way of doing things? And do you call it a wallet? You know, like I remember when Playboy did their drop, they actually, because a large portion of their audience was offline, they made it so you could pay with USD um, via credit card and they would just mail you the wallet and the seed address and all of that stuff so that you could set up the wallet whenever you wanted to because that wasn't a, as important to a certain group. Yeah, so I, I think what um, Starbucks have done is quite interesting and I think it's probably not a bad marketing technique for the Web2 audience. Um, I think for us it's been different because primarily from day one we've been working with essentially like Connor's biggest fans, right? Like he talks about the project and what he's going to be doing and he posts the Discord link. <laughs> And then they all come through. So there are people that are there, they're kind of following Connor, um, supporting him along the way. So they they have that passion there already. It's just turning that passion sort of onto something else. So it's not just when's the next fight or what's the latest in the news. It's getting to be part of his career and getting all this behind the scenes stuff. So they already have that interest already there. You don't really, well, I'm sure there are some people who are fanatics of Starbucks, but it's not... It's not really the same kind of passion or the same kind of level, right? So it was it was really easy to work with all the people coming through. It was literally just an education um, barrier, essentially. Like they didn't if they didn't know what NFTs were, or their mates one time mentioned crypto, but they never really looked into it. Stuff like that. And um, I know I myself about a year ago went through a very similar process. So it's very relatable. Um, but they all have this passion in place and they want to get involved and be supportive. So it's been really easy to work with all the Web2 community coming through. Awesome. And I'm oh, sorry, go on, Patrick. I was just going to ask as well, how was it with Connor? I work with a lot of artists, creators, and folks in entertainment and sports as well. And I find that some people still treat Web3 as just another campaign channel. Like, great, you want me in that magazine? Here's how much. What do I get? Sign off, make the appearance, wave, get a picture, leave. You know, how, how does that translate to this kind of space that requires and demands almost more authenticity and, and time to be put in by an individual? Yeah, 100%. I, I would have similar concerns and thoughts myself, and I did prior to all this. Um, but Connor's in the Discord almost every day, and it's not just like pink and everyone like hi like nice, he, nice, he, nice. he chats with people he sends videos like of him addressing his fans so to speak he's not just in there like very briefly um and if you look at his broader social media he actually manages like his twitter and his instagram and stuff he manages it all himself 
he doesn't have somebody doing it on his behalf. So he is there yeah. like amongst the fans. And you can see on his um, Instagram stories and stuff, he's constantly sharing the stories of his fans who are posting and things like that. So he's very, very connected and like amongst his fans on social media, which, and he was doing that before he even came into Web3 and started the NFT stuff, right? Like that's just how who he was as a person and how he's been with his fans from day one until now so that's I great because that lines up as a much bigger win do you know what i mean because yeah. everybody i work with that has that kind of uh similar setup like Farouk um uh, at rug radio is probably similar in the sense of having a large social influence so operating in a web3 environment comes as second nature it's not like they have to do anything exactly. different it's like i'm already living in a transparent super public under the magnifying life what difference does it make throwing that into one more channel yeah, exactly. And that, and that's what it's been like as well. Like I, I myself wasn't even aware that Connor was managing his own socials prior to this. Um, I kind of assumed there was somebody that did it for him. So like even that was a revelation to me, but it actually kind of all clicked together and you can see how it's just been a natural flow for him, um, which is obviously perfect for Web3. So. And what do you think? I mean, I would love to have asked Connor this himself and uh, it's a real shame, but what do you think Connor's motivation is here because he you know he's he's a, an elite athlete as you said he's a champion he's he, he either already is or is going to go on to be incredibly wealthy you know what what is connor's motivation to to run a 5000 piece nft collection and invite his fan his, his fan base to join him on uh, on this side of the blockchain his his whole he, he all he wants to do with this project is give back to his fans that have been there since the start. So you know he's got his loyal fan base that have been there since he had his first his, his first show, um, however many years ago it was now. Um, so like you like you touched on earlier when you said he's getting this in he, he's getting into this now at a time where he's just starting his career really rather mm -hmm. than you know one of those guys that's kind of hung up their boots or hung hung up their gloves and. You know, got all their memorabilia and want to kind of get rid of some stuff that they've got. Um, he wants to take his fans on a journey with him, whereas they can be involved as well. You know, you get a lot of athletes now that kind of just put the occasional photo on Instagram. You know, they don't really care about their fans. All they want is a payday out of what they do as a profession, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas this is this is different. He wants to give back to his fans that have supported him since day one, and he. As he was the one who came up with the idea, right? He was the one who said, "You know what? I want to do this idea." This has been about a year, year and a half in the in the uh, in the work. So he said, "This is it. I'm doing this." You know, with all of the utility attached, like you can see, he said, "This is how I'm going to do it," and let's roll it out. You know, so the motivation for him is kind of, "I'm going to give back to my fans here." Um, it's not all about me. All right, I'm the person that goes into the ring and do what I've got to do, but. If it wasn't for my fans, I wouldn't be here in the first place. You know, so I think that's really what pushed pushed him on to get this project going. Um, and like Duke said, you know, he's in the Discord pretty much every day. You know, he might be busy one day and can't get in there. But he, he doesn't just come in and go, hi, guys, mm. and then that's it. He comes yeah. in there. And if someone asks him a question about what he's eating that day, if someone's asked him a question about what he's doing for training, you know, he'll always take the time to make sure that he entertains the fans' questions and those people that are in the Discord supporting him. 
um, for however long they've been supporting him. So I think that's really what motivates him. You know, if he can get into the Discord for, let's say, 15 to 20 minutes of it, you know, when he's in between training or whenever it might be, um, then, you know, that's, that's, that's what's close to his heart, I suppose. Nice. And I get, I do get the, I pick up the sincerity. I've spent a couple of days now in the Discord, just hanging around in there. And I do, I get that sense. I think it's, that was the reason, I guess, why I felt uh, like this was a space is really worth running because I do genuinely think this is um, a long term use case for NFTs. The ability, you know, if you'd have turned around, I, I manage. Uh, the community for a Web3 project. And if you'd have said to me five years ago that there would be the opportunity for me to, on a daily basis, be speaking with an artist who I'm a massive fan of, um, I'd have said, I don't believe you. You know, you only ever occasionally bump into those people at a gallery where you get to kind of go and, you know, cap in hand, say, would you mind giving me an autograph, please? And then run away again. And, And I think one of the powers of web3 and nft projects is this ability to connect people to their fan bases so much better um and i think this is a really fascinating uh exp- uh what's the word it's a really fascinating um you know gosh i can't even think of the word i'm trying to use but i'm going to say evolution. evolution thank you but yeah it's exactly what it is and and hmm. thank you patrick but yeah, I um, I'm really really excited to see how this one develops, Mister Yellow. Uh, yes, mate. Um, I was just gonna develop on that question. So, why Web three versus Web two? Because you could do some of these things in Web two. So, does Connor invest? Has he got some projects? Is he interested in Web three? How did this come about with the Web3 connection? Obviously, you know, crypto, NFTs, it was all the the big, big hype throughout COVID, right? So everyone was jumping on NFTs. Everyone was jumping on crypto throughout COVID when they had a spare bit of money in their pocket from furlough. And, um, you know, everyone didn't really know what to do with their time. I think what separates this Web3 from Web2 is it's different. He, he likes to be quite different. You know, you see it with his everyday life, with his everyday clothing attire, some of which may be questionable sometimes. But he likes to be different, right? He's um, I, He just thought this is the right way to do it, to give everybody a fair chance of being involved in my, um, my career, right? So he's like, do you know what? I'm going to set up an NFT where I can release a certain amount of numbers, um, to give people an exclusive chance to be a part of my career. So I think it, that was just his purely his decision. Um, he could have gone down the route of, of doing something Web 2, but, you know, he made his mind up and was like, do you know what, I'm going to do an NFT. It's, it's, I think the actual, he believes that Web 3 is going to be the future, you know, like, like we all do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think NFTs, crypto, this is just the start, right? So... I think he's 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 in early as well on, on that side of things, and yeah, he's um he, he's quite a forward thinker to be honest. Yeah, you know, even though he gets in the ring and you know likes to have a fight with someone, he's he's an intelligent person, and he'll uh, if if he thinks that you know an NFT is going to be the right thing to do um, for for future, you know, because obviously this isn't going to be a one off thing. This is going to be going on throughout his career. So 
you know, whether it's future tickets, fights, uh, future tickets to fights, memorabilia, like, you know, I think it was about five, six weeks ago now, we sent out a boxing, signed boxing glove from Connor um, to, to one of the guys that won one of our giveaways. And, you know, that sort of stuff is... You, you, like you said earlier, you, you might get an autograph when you see him out and about, which is very rare. But, you know, even that sort of stuff, doing that to one of the guys in the Discord who won one of the giveaways. Yeah. You know, he's doing something which is different. Again, he's trying to set a benchmark, whereas, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to go forward with it in my career. If you If you want to support my career like you have done from the start and anyone new that's obviously probably, you know, not been as much of a fan of him, before but now obviously he's taken this big big step up with Chris Eubank Jr. and and uh, respects him for doing so wants to be involved in his career so this is this is why he's taken that route yeah I think it's really really interesting I, I am think, um, quick, on, yeah, I just want to add something oh, to that sorry. if I can go on Duke uh, I just wanted to quickly add as well like you could definitely do a sort of a members club or something right through web 2 like that's not uh, a new notion um, but even if you do that kind of thing in Web2, you still have these barriers up in place. Like, you're you're not going to get that access to the personality or celebrity, in this case, Connor, who set it up. There's always going to be those kind of Web2 barriers that we've been dealing with for however long now, right? In, in Web3, I'm not sure I can eloquently put it, but it feels like Web3 kind of just knocks those barriers down. Um whether it's through the way we all communicate and we have like open communities and stuff or something else that's like too big for my little brain to, to, to handle. But Web3 just knocks down barriers between people. It doesn't matter who you are or what level you're at. It's like you can build those connections with anyone. And we've seen Connor take that on um, in the Discord and through his Instagram. So I, I think that is a big part of why you're doing it in Web3 because it just breaks down the barriers that we would get stuck with in Web2. Because if, even if you went and did like a members club, it's going to be like gated, it's going to be through a website, like, and mm-hmm. people are going to have to sign up via email and all this. It's not going to be... A partnership with somebody specific. There's, there's always middlemen. There's always people in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Take their cuts. Every time someone exactly. takes a cut, it means the fan gets less and the fighter gets less. Or the yeah, other. exactly. So, like, doing this through Web3, it's just so much more accessible. When you think about the average boxing fan, like, it's a working-class person at the end of the day. Like, if you, if you do this the Web2 way, it's going to be aimed at the elite. It's going to be completely cut off to the working-class people in terms of the cost. But Web3 Web allows you to do it in an accessible, completely, like, open format for anyone to get involved. Yeah, really, yeah, absolutely. Mr. Yellow, hand up again. Sorry, sorry, I I'm will shut up after this one, but um, <laughs> just a quick one for the devs. Uh, I don't know whether there's devs in the room, but your website at the moment shows up on Google as insecure, so you yeah, just it's um, SSL. It, it's a temporary site. So, um, yeah, that site is getting replaced with literally like by the end of the week. Um but we've got Web3 devs doing the website, doing the smart contract, locking it all up together. Um, it's literally pretty much just waiting for the, the switch on, um, finalizing some very minute details now. So the site that's been up is temporary. Um, it's far from perfect. So 
Yeah, the, the new site is going up very soon. We'll make a big noise about it when it does. And then if you do see any issues, please DM me because I will go and spank the devs and get them on it straight away. <laughs> nice, nice touch. Um, we, as a as a show, we've spoken to uh, the teams behind Crypto Bats by Ozzy Osbourne and Wagme United, who have taken on Crawley Town Football Club um, here in the UK. They both agreed that managing cross communities you know like uh, is very very tough right you've got two different sets of people that perhaps have got two different sets of expectations how are you finding the web3 space for this project duke i know you're a native to web3 so i guess how are you finding it like you find it every day but but in terms of this project and and you've touched on that educational piece but what is it like speaking to people perhaps through Connor's Instagram or his 160,000 Twitter followers and bringing them up to speed and getting them ready for what you're about to do. Um, were, were you adding something to that, Patrick? Or No? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's actually been, it's been a lot smoother than I ever anticipated it would be. Um, so I've been involved, I've been like full-time Web3 for about a year. But it it doesn't it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like it's been a couple months. Um, so everyone coming through and being like, "What's Discord? What's Royal Rumble?" As in the, the game, not as in the fight. Um, <laughs> and, and like, what's NFT? What's MetaMask and all this? Like, I feel like these questions were so fresh in my head like a minute ago. Um, so it's been on a personal level for me, it's been really kind of refreshing and relatable. Um, and it's been a pleasure to to work with the people that are coming through. Like um, some of the people in our community team helping us run the Discord and stuff are also actually new to NFTs and Web three, and I've worked with them previously, but they're they're also learning at the same time. And it's kind of it helps us mold and kind of mesh together the community that we have now. And I don't think um, I don't think in all my time in Web three, I've kind of seen a community and kind of bond together as quickly as this one has. Mm. Um, it's like I said before, right? They're literally in the Discord, like um, literally talking about how they feel like one big family and all of this. And um, I don't know, it's kind of great to see. Like for me, I just see all these British people coming in and they're like working class people like me. And I, I feel great seeing all that happen. Um, I feel like because very early on it, there was a big uk focus for obvious reasons so that really helped as well because in a normal web3 community you get people from all over the world so you still get a lot of cultural differences but we've been able to build a very solid core of people um without really any cultural barriers and they've been all on the same side of the wall and kind of come with us over onto the web3 side of the wall you know so it's been it's been pretty smooth it's been great to see people actually kind of um what's the what's the phrase get put their toe in the water and kind of um, mm -hmm. they've actually been joining other like nft and web3 communities and stuff and they're going out into the big wide world um and kind of trying to get more involved which is which is really <laughs> great to see like proud parents yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um you've given us an idea about your utility like what does your roadmap look like for that how quickly after you mint. I understand you're minting on the 22nd of September, so like in seven days? 
Yeah, literally a week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and then how quickly after that will you begin, you know, doing stuff, rolling things out? Yeah. So it's um, it's going to start happening pretty much instantly because um, there are there are some things tied to the sale itself. So um, one example is when we get to. 33% some of Connor's signed gear is going to be sent out to people and stuff like that. There's different uh, stages of that throughout the actual sale. And then after the mint out, the utility starts instantly. Um, we're almost immediately holding an IRL event for holders. Um, and there's going to be kind of meetups around the fight and stuff like that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, try- we're not going to... I know it's not that uncommon for an NFT project to kind of sell out and then you're like, so when does everything else kind of take place, right? In in this case, everything's ready to go. Plans are already being made. Venues are already being like talking, talk to. Um, So yeah, we're going to the ground running basically. Yeah, that big fight's happening on the 8th of October, right? So you've got a couple of weeks between the two events. Clemente, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Uh, one of the things I was curious about is uh, kind of two questions. The first is, as far as the NFT, is it a, in the form of a PFP? Is it in the form of an access pass? Um, if that has been revealed yet. And the second one is, one of the things that's in my head is, typically from what I know in the boxing world, <clears throat> boxers only fight three or four times a year max. Um, and it seems like this NFT is kind of structured around primarily the, the fights going on. Have you guys given thought about how to maintain engagement, how to maintain volume on secondary or uh, just activity in general after these fights? Uh, just curious on your thoughts on those two things. Yeah. So um, in terms of doing more than just kind of focusing on the fights, um, a lot of the utility, like obviously there's tickets and things like that, but, there's also things like um, me and greets and one-on-one sessions with Connor and all those kind of things. And that's the kind of thing he's devoting his time. So when, when the fight's coming up, like now, he's obviously involved in lots of meetings, lots of intense training. Um, he goes to the Isle of Man for like two weeks and doesn't talk to anyone else, that kind of thing. But when those things are not happening is when he can deliver on all the other types of utility that aren't associated with the fights. So is the, the, the plan is like to year after year after year all year round to be delivering utility um we're also doing like monthly prizes and things for holders within our discord and stuff like that so the the plan is to be providing for his fans pretty much non-stop because that's the whole reason this thing exists um it's essentially a vip access club to his life not just his career um and then in terms of the art it's done in a in a profile picture style it's basically um, Connor himself, and there's all kinds of different like outfits and colors and all that kind of stuff, as you would expect. Um, we have dropped some sneak peeks and stuff on our Twitter, so you can check those out as well. I've seen some of the sneak peeks as well. They look, uh, they actually look really good, and uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite curious to see the collection and uh, and how that looks when uh, when you've done it. Um, are you looking to bring any partners into this? I mean, boxing, in my limited knowledge of of the back end of, of boxing, is, uh, you know, like a sponsorship-led sport, for sure. Like, you know, have you 
thought about any partners that might be able to join you and what like additional uh things you can bolster your offer with i'm thinking things like gym wear or fitness programs diet advice that kind of stuff people who are uh, into the sport and perhaps you know like as you say amateur fighters may benefit from yeah so um i'm i say a lot to our community i don't do leaks like if if something's coming up then it's a surprise and i'm not going to tell you anything um <laughs> so i'm pretty much going to tell you the same thing um, oh, great. But, <laughs> but like I think it goes without saying, Connor does have um, some serious connections and relationships with people in certain places or certain organizations or whatever. So yeah. um, for the holders, like long-term vision, there will definitely be things provided in that vein, whether it's, um, well, I don't want to get too much into it, but in the vein of the things you said, like it could be gym wear, it could be um fight related things there's a lot of possibilities and connor does have um a wide range of connections i'll leave it at that good okay that's kind of where i was going at right so it goes way be it goes beyond just the things that connor has access to he's actually there are a number of organizations he works with so i think uh without saying anything you've said enough thank you kindly um <laughs> so give us uh, give us a rundown then of the next few weeks in terms of like connor's schedule like how on earth do you prepare for a fight prepare to mint do all of your media stuff and then jump in the ring with you know the uh your <laughs> your uh your born nemesis how does that work uh i'll be honest i have no idea how he does it but he's he's managing it so props to him um I don't know. I guess it's much more of a mentality thing, right? If he's a born fighter and it's his profession and he has that beyond just a winning mindset, like I'd say I have a winning mindset, but like he goes next level. And I think if you're that kind of driven person, then then you can just handle that and get get those things done. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, so far we've we've been seeing it happen. Like he was in our he was in our spaces two days ago whilst literally in his physio session at the same time. Wow, like he's he's got the dedication to do it, and he's making sure he does turn up. Obviously, tonight is a bit unfortunate. The meeting the meeting was, was not planned. Say, yeah, so, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we didn't even know ourselves until three minutes before, and I we got, didn't know I, it was coming either. So, I got a um, message from Duke in Discord, and then she said, "Ben, <laughs> Connor's just been called in a uh, into a meeting." So yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah, like we he didn't know it was coming, we didn't know it was coming. It's a bit of a killer. Um, Do you know what? It's uh it's all good because um you guys have been, you know, really good at kind of uh answering the I questions. think I actually think he should make a proof of life video. I would like to see this evening some sort of a sixty second video to Ben so we know he's actually still alive and this yeah. isn't some sort of a scam where he's been taken away. <laughs> from the fight. To, to be fair, he it smells a little fishy, videos. gentlemen. It smells a little fishy, gentlemen. He, he like, I'm not going to lie. I don't think we could contain him if we tried. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and like you know, the in terms of let's let's go let's go with a bit of an onboarding moment. You know, how how much is the mint? Um, is it Ethereum only, or people can people use their debit and credit cards? uh what blockchain are you using i think that's probably obvious but um just give us a bit of a rundown then of how how the mint is going to work 
Okay, so so we partnered up with um, Crossmint, um, who obviously one of the big names in terms of um, credit and debit card payments, right? So that was pretty essential for us because it obviously goes without saying, big Web2 community, um, we want to make it as easy as possible for them to get involved. So you can mint with uh, your card. You can also mint the, the way we're all used to with your ETH. Um, it's happening on 22nd. Um, the pre-sale allow list access will be a three-hour slot, which is going to be £200, um, which I think right now is about 0.15 ETH. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's three hours, and then the public sale is £250. Um, so there is a bit of a discount there for the allow list as well. Um, and there may also be some prepay options set up via Crossman as well, because not everyone can necessarily get into that three-hour slot. Great. Okay. So, uh, so okay. I've never actually minted with a debit or credit card payment thing, but I guess in terms of then that transferring to a wallet, do you? Yeah, yeah. I've never done it myself either, actually. But um, I've been having multiple conversations with Crossman, and the way it works is basically you you mint via your card. So it's actually not even that restrictive. You can spend up to like two two grand, two and a half grand per transaction. Um, and then you can basically keep making transactions until your credit card company calls you up and says, what the hell is going on? Excellent. Um, so so that's, that's quite good. But yeah, Crossmint provide a custodial wallet, so it, your NFTs will be looked after instantly. Okay, okay. And then after that, can they be transferred into a MetaMask wallet? Or... Yeah, yeah, 100%. So... Um, if somebody's like a crossmint expert, feel free to chime in because I'm still having these conversations with them. But my current understanding is you, you mint it, you pay with your card, it goes into a custodial wallet, which you have access to. And then if you want to transfer it to other wallets so you can store it somewhere, move it to a cold wallet, put it on OpenSea, whatever you want to do, then obviously at the end of the day, it's yours to do that with. Brilliant. Really useful. Okay, well, that's good. That's uh, that's a new thing for me to research. Um, good opportunity now, although, you know, sadly, we haven't got Connor here himself. But does anyone in the crowd have any questions that they would like to put to Duke or to Ted, who is on the Ben NFT um, account? And I didn't think that would be the case. Yeah, we've been quite thorough. And of course, we don't have the, uh, the elite athlete to... Uh, to drill think, for, for answers. <laughs> Mr. Yellow asked uh, everyone's questions anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mate, I'm an analyst by trade and I'm also a super fan as well. So, yeah. yeah. Mr. Yellow, Mr. Yellow is my uh, is my guaranteed voice box. I absolutely love bringing him into the spaces. So uh, he, asks a, he asks a lot of good questions. Like they're all very, very good questions. Yeah, and he usually leaves the spaces by complaining about the fact that he now needs to go and either mint or buy another NFT. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I've got Alex Marshall who is joining us. Alex doesn't have a profile picture, so I'm oh, get, getting ready to to take him down as a speaker immediately. If it's no, uh... I know I know exactly who this is, and oh, okay. he may well be in the middle of a club in Manchester right now. So we're going to see how this goes. Let's have a go. Hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Right. How you doing, <laughs> right? It's going through the tunnel. Hello, Alex. I don't know. Here. 
Are you good? I, I'm good, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm just waiting good. for this text off like this one bird I met the other night. The one you've been talking about for three days who hasn't texted you back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, you have a, did you have a question, Alex? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah, it's a proper serious question. Okay. Right, so say hypothetically, right? A bird puts a number in your phone and doesn't put a name in it. Right. Uh, this is not going to end well. So I got I said, home now, two quid, half out what? And, and then she put... Uh... There you okay. go. I've, can I've, I, I've put can him I... out of his misery. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, Alex... <laughs> This is a beautiful insight into our community. So Alex recently um, went to uni. He went out with his mates one night. He got the, a number off this girl, didn't know her name, so saved it as girl from the club's name. Um, and he hasn't had a text back from her yet. So uh. we've been getting hourly updates in the Discord. So obviously, wow. if you, if you um, also want in on that content, obviously come through to our community. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Okay, now I've got Billy101, who I'm hoping, he's he's called Billy101 underscore boxing. I'm yeah. hoping this is a little bit more relevant. Yeah, Billy Billy is legit. He's at all of our spaces. Great. Hi, Billy. Hi. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's my first time I've listened to one of these rug radio things, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, my question was, was with the new website, is that going to include... Um, the merch that was mentioned in the Discord recently. They're going to be linked up together, yeah. Um, that's actually one of the two things that we're finalising at the moment. So we've got the merch set up, and we've pretty much got the website done. We're just, well, we've got, we're doing some other things as well, but one of them is linking those two up together. So when uh, when the website launches, the merch will be launching with it, yeah. Okay, perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, that was my question. And is that... Really? Is that Connor merch, or is it uh, is it like linked to Connor's sponsors? No, this is a uh, literally Ben NFT merch. Um, oh wow! Oh, okay, for the for the actual NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, wow. it's it's going to be well. There's gonna, there's going to be um, exclusive access for like our allow list people initially, and then a later date it'll open up for everyone. Um, it's kind of being done as something to kind of say thanks and um, that gave people a bit of an opportunity to get some of the merch early um, for those who've been like within our community and stuck stuck with us for the last few weeks and stuff. So, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, look, Billy, thank you very much. Great question. Um, if anyone else wants to come up, that's great. Um, otherwise, just for a moment, I'm going to just let people know next Monday, uh, which is now a public holiday in the UK for obvious reasons, um, but it won't stop us. We will still be running our show um, and uh, and we will have 1989 sisters joining us for our show. So should be another really good one. Immediately after this space, um, uh, we will uh, obviously share the tweet that has this um this space is in it and then i will be downloading it also and adding it as an episode on the podcast on spotify ted hands up how you doing buddy 
I'm all good, thank you, all good. It was just a quick one to say that Connor has just messaged me saying he's awfully sorry, but he's still d- tied up in the meeting. It's absolutely um, fine. No, we understand. Yeah, yeah. We, and to be honest, it's a shame that he had, he couldn't come on air and speak because he's um, yeah, he's so proud of the project and obviously everyone that's been involved in the Discord yeah. today. You know, it's it's a real nice and it, like you said on the on on the spaces the other night. Um, social media can can be quite a horrible place at times so you know to have somewhere where there's a community come together where there's no hatred um nobody is saying bad things about anybody and it's a real loving community yeah Um, he's yeah really really pleased and uh thankful for everyone in there well please let connor know that um i'm really happy to bring you guys back up and uh if you want in the next week or so and just uh just say hello um and uh or maybe even post mint come back to it and see how things have gone and and sure. we, can, we can have another session that'd be absolutely fine um i've yeah, got definitely. i've got marina who has just asked to come up so marina she's 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 a she's a bit of trouble not gonna lie oh great another one <laughs> hello marina oh hello marina yeah. You need to unmute yourself. Hello? Hello, Marina. Yeah, yeah right. I'm not used to this stuff yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, with the allow list, like the three-hour early access, do will that be like a, a waiting list? Like, obviously, when the Ben tickets went on went on sale, um, there was obviously a wait list to get in. Um, so will it be the same with the minute of the NFT, or will it, everyone be able to get on there at the same time? So, so the way it works is basically um, all the addresses of everyone that's on the allow list will basically have, um, how's the best way to describe it? Like access to mint. Like if you don't have the allow list and you try to mint the NFT, it's not going to work. If you have the allow list, you like connect your wallet to the website and stuff um, and then you'll be able to mint it. So the only reason you would have any kind of delays is sometimes with the blockchain and stuff if it's extremely busy um it can take a while for transactions to go through but there's not like a literal queue of you have to wait until x people have gone through or x amount of people have minted in order to mint yourself it doesn't work that way that's awesome thank you great well look guys we are um five minutes over and uh, i won't keep these people up any later it's 9 p.m here in the uk so uh i just want to say thank you so much to duke thank you so much to ted clemente mr yellow patrick thank you for joining me guys yeah thank you ben. thank you very much for having us on there i really appreciate yeah. it no problem and as i said like please let connor know that he's very welcome to come back to the show anytime we'd love to have him on and find out how more about how it's going definitely yeah, it sounds great, about it sounds great. Yeah. We'll try and get that video for Patrick as well, just to calm any, <laughs> that, calm that, any concerns. That would um, be good. Great. Yeah, no, I'll, um, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll stay in better. touch and um, we'll get something sorted for sure. Perfect. Well, Everyone, ha- have a great night. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Okay. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.